and welcome to SOAS Radio. Joining me here in the studio this morning are Mpumelelo Mata and Anna Tiemann. You were just listening to Cursor by Black Jacks. Mpumelelo, or Mpumi as he likes to be known, is in this band called Black Jacks from Joburg, South Africa. And uh, he's also directing this new film, Black President, which is showing in, at Film Africa Festival next week. So welcome to the studio, Mpumi and Anna. Lovely Hi. to have you with us here today. Hello, hola. Um, <laughs> and Anna Tiemann is a film producer and cut her teeth at the BBC before producing Black President as well as other films. And yeah, I'd just like to know a little bit more about your inspiration for Black President. So it's it's a film about Zimbabwean artist Kudzenai Chirai and his exhibition called State of the Nation. 
and uh, it it kind of deals with really important themes of nationality and identity and and art and censorship in the new South Africa. So, what was your inspiration for the film? Yeah, I think my main interest was in setting up a mirror because I felt like Kudzi's experience and my experience being in a band uh, that was kind of touring America and Europe and all of this and his experience making art that was then being received with such curiosity overseas. We're young, we're black, have shared interests and uh, angular ideas about stuff. Not always agreeing necessarily, but I like the I liked the the idea that peer to peer the film in a way could be like a mirror or a conversation to kind of the issues that we deal with as young African artists in a kind of globalized. How do we deal with the international perceptions and misconceptions and all this stuff? Yeah, so that's what inspired me. Like that's what I was really interested in. So these issues that African artists are up against, like what kind of issues are there? In, in the film, there are some examples of censorship of Kudzi's work. There's obviously those, those issues. And what else do you think is, is a big obstacle to African artists? Well, the thing about uh, the, the context, the, the complexity of the context is that Kudzi is, uh, in, in a lot of his work, especially at that time, is critiquing post-colonial African leadership or so-called post-colonial African leadership. And uh, he's having that conversation or in a way trying to have that conversation with Africans about Africa. But obviously he's working in a a gallery space, you know, which is still a loaded space, you know, um, with so many layers of like white supremacist, heteropatriarchal fish paste to deal with, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get through before you can get to anything you know so so what happens is he makes the work and then the work is bought is afforded by this universe you know the canvases cost money and so you make this work and you're critiquing africa for africans but then it gets bought by like sir elton john and, and it's in it's in his house or in his gallery or whatever so what does the work then mean in his lobby are you not then just perpetuating a stereotype is it not then now suddenly counter-revolutionary so th- this is difficult you know so in my work as well with the band blackjacks we find ourselves steering away from a lot of uh, cliches about what a south african band is supposed to be you know uh, not intentionally to begin with, but then that's just how we wound up, you know, in the end, because we were like fed up of this, that, and the other thing. And then you find yourself in America, for example, and our music, we didn't consider it to be like political per se. In other words, we weren't directly uh, talking about the revolution in the lyrics, you know. But it turned out that the act in itself of making the kind of music we were making and writing the way we were writing lyrically and so on was an act of revolution in its within itself so you would find people coming to the shows talking about like hey man uh, really love what you're doing brother you know <laughs> got a lot of respect you know and like kind of like it took on a quite political tone as opposed to like a, yo i love your band let's go get high you know so it was like the changing context everywhere you went you know so i was interested to have those conversations with kudzi or to kind of venture into those abstract spaces of, of and conversations about context just by viewing how his work was changing in every context that it came into. And Anna, how did you come into the, the project? 
uh, Kitsi and I became friends. He spent some time in London a while ago, nearly a decade ago. And uh, we, he invited me back for a visit to South Africa. And I just spent, I think we spent a week at his studio living space in Johannesburg, which was in downtown. He wouldn't let me out of the building on my own. I felt really suffocated. So I only had the space within which we were. And, and there were 10 huge canvases lined up along a wall. And, and he would work on them uh, in silence, apparently, but actually with headphones on. And uh, to me, it seemed like an incredible dance that I was seeing. The, the ideas were dancing, the colours were dancing, the, the canvases were really layered and textured. And I was completely seduced by this world, this worldview in, in a space I couldn't leave. We spent a week or so in Cape Town and outside I found Cape Town really confusing. Europe by the sea, uh, intensely untransformed, didn't enjoy it. All my European friends had said, you have a great time. I didn't enjoy it at all. Felt bewildered by the space. And we sat in a garden looking out over the ocean and formed a production company. And I did that. I didn't know what work we would make, but I knew that the relationship had to be equal and respectful. So it was very clear to me what I was seeing in Cape Town was Europe still controlling Africa, and I didn't want to be part of that. So we formed a production company, thought about what the work might be, and I thought a starting point, maybe the first thing we had to do, a little bit like a first novel, was to look at, at Kudzanai, but most importantly at his ideas. So when it came to collaborating with a director, and by which I mean I just had an initial starting point, the question, what is this work, where does it come from? And I didn't want, if we made a film, to be an outsider European perspective of that would defeat the intent. So I just went and hung out in Johannesburg, and I was looking for someone to work with who was interested in ideas. I didn't care whether people thought they were filmmakers, whether they thought they were filmmakers. I was mostly interested in how someone was engaging with their space and their time and their place within that and if they ask themselves the same questions as Chris and I seem to be asking then I thought that might be an interesting conversation and a conversation that could then be taken to an audience that could also participate in and it seemed to me as I came across Mpumalelo and the work of the Blackjacks which seemed to me full of narrative very cinematic I happened to see a short film where Mpumi had directed one scene and then in the film there's a scene where Kudzi's working on a mural in a building where we all lived apart from Kudz and I. And uh, the text in the work says uh, it's three hooded characters and underneath it says, shut the doors, the white women are inside. So we're in a regenerated building in Johannesburg. There are white women inside the building. That phrase was said in Vernac in a working class pub I'd gone to to collect beers. And I asked afterwards, what was the joke that everyone was laughing at? Oh, they said, shut the door, the white woman's inside. I was with Mpumi when it happened. I relayed the story to Kudz and I. And that was really the starting point of the three of us working together, this anecdote that happened. Because from the anecdote comes the mural. From the mural comes this moment between Mpumi and Kudz and I, where Mpumi says, are these the lyrics playing in his headphones? So I understood that here was one artist understanding how another artist actually makes work. And I thought, this is the beginning of an interesting conversation. Yeah, I think your your points about, you know, Europe by the sea and Cape Town and, and the conflict that you had as a European-born producer wanting to make this film are really interesting. A lot of what the film touched me a lot with, there's a lot of rhetorical questions that are brought up in the film. One of them that really touched me is, 
is the question, is there space for both Afrocentricity and Eurocentricity in the world today, which is a globalized world? And what I really thought about a lot this year with the African curator of the Venice Biennale, the first ever non-European curator, and whether that kind of showed that there is a space for African culture within the old, hallowed forums of Europe. What did Kudzi want to say and what did you want to say about that? Yeah, I, I think we were having to navigate, you know, when we're in the West with our work, we're having to navigate those understandings of what art is and what music is and how these things work and what makes something good and what makes something bad. And, you know, it can be quite a difficult thing to to deal with because uh, when we say, for example, ask the question, is there room for Afrocentricity and Eurocentricity? I think what we're looking for is is for somebody who can who can come up with a third option. Is it really about Afrocentricity or Eurocentricity or those ideas to begin with? As you say, in a more globalized uh, context, it's like we want to acknowledge those histories, you know, that we carry, what we represent, you know, based based on that. You know, if I'm African, you know, everything I do is Afrocentric <laughs> in a way, you know, even if it's uh, painting classical Roman style, you know, it's still an African way of doing it because I'm African. So I think that question is, it's something to be meditated on. The world is still a long way away. We have to, we have to remember that we've been going through four to 500 years of like the shit, sorry. <laughs> so, so it's not something that can be fixed now, you know, but it's, it's definitely meant to be laid out, you know, on the table and uh, it's raw, you know, and, and people need to, we need to look at ourselves, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think the film really does push push everyone to look at themselves and, and even though Kudzi is Zimbabwean and he's based in Joburg now and a lot of the film deals with his identity as a Zimbabwean in South Africa and whether he can go back ever even though that seems to be an issue about Zimbabwe and South Africa and borders in Africa it's actually also a worldwide issue like does anybody really know where they're from anymore it seems to be an issue that's affecting a lot of people's lives I thought it was interesting what you were saying about the the revolutionary aspect of of his work and I know in the film and his exhibition State of the Nation it turns around this idea of a, a revolutionary new president coming in and starting a new era in South Africa this past week, we've obviously seen the revolution in maybe a smaller scale with the Fees Must Fall protest. What did you make of that and were you involved in it in any way? The Fees Must Fall campaign is actually massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a moon landing, you know, for me, the way I see it. It's like it's happening in a young democracy, like 21 years old, right? And it's it's spearheaded by the so-called apathetic generation who are supposedly born free. And it's actually these students who are saying, wait a minute, you're not fulfilling the promise that was made. You guys have gotten lazy as black power since you've taken over. You know, it's 21 years on, you promised free education and it hasn't come yet. And instead what you do is you raise the tuition fee by 10.5%. It's like, this is ridiculous. You know, the universities have become like corporations. You know, the bonuses that the chancellors get, vice chancellors get at the end of every year, it's like, it may as well be KPMG or something, you know? <laughs> so so I think the students are very clear on that. And what they're doing is it's it sets a precedent 
the fact they were able to push that back and get that 0% increase and do that and still lay down terms for where the conversation has to go after that, that it doesn't end at the 0% increase. This is monumental because how does it affect all other industries and how everybody else thinks about their place in the country, not only commercially, but our own internal politics, you know, about transformation and privilege and our rights. And in fact, Kudzi says in the film, Anna quotes him and says, if your constitution is not tested, then your rights disappear. So it's all good and well that they promise free education and that we have one of the best constitutions in the world and blah, blah, blah. But if we're not exercising it and nobody's pushing for anything, then it's never going to happen. And the students are the ones that have the time and the energy. They don't have a meeting to get to, like, kids to raise or whatever. So for me, it's like they're speaking for us. They are the real revolutionaries. They will help the country take the next step. ANC is probably tired, you know. So I think it's a massive occurrence, and the world hasn't seen or heard the last of it. Yeah, no, exactly. It seemed really massive. Um, hashtag fees must fall. We're trending globally. Yeah. So yes. it definitely got a huge response. So we're just going to play a clip of the film now. If you'd just like to introduce it in Pumi. Yes, Kudzi often says, uh, and he says it in the film, that these things do not happen in isolation. So you have incidents of so-called craziness and madness where a man walks into a church in Charleston and shoots people. And people say, oh, it's just a crazy guy. It's not racist. It's just mad, right? Mm. But then it happens so often. Cops killing unarmed black people. And then you get a fees must fall protest and people go, oh, these kids are just lazy. They don't want to write exams, you know. But it's all a buildup. All these things are buildup. And if we don't deal with our issues, you know, this is how they manifest. So... These things do not happen in isolation. So I guess when we made the film, we were feeling all these things that came out in Fees Must Fall and the things that come out in Black Lives Matter and these kind of trending topics around the world, you know? And this is a part of the film that tackles this idea that Kudzi's work is trying to critique post-colonial African leadership and mostly, I guess, his disappointment in it. I guess this scene is about that, and it's also about him willing to take that risk and him calling on everything he can from within himself to be able to stand up and make the statement at whatever risk and peril it may have, whether he's offending his peers or offending even his ancestors. So it's, it's, it comes from a really deep place, not just a political and superficial like art world space. You know, it's not a coffee table conversation. It's like a deep rooted thing. So we'll play the scene through and it goes into the music that kind of deals with the spiritual conflict of critiquing your own people. Long live the Republic. Kuzi, you're my brother, right? And I think we, we're living in the same era, man. So what I want to know is, is, whose Africa is that? And where is it going? Who's, who's consuming that Africa? Because I don't see it when I look around. I don't see it. So explain to me how you came to that grotesque vision of ourselves. For whose pleasure? Peace, man.
in most people's lives, you will probably be remembered for three things. The day you were born, the day they start the revolution, the day you die. Thank you for that. So I was just wondering as well about the segregation that might still exist inside those art spaces in South Africa. You were saying about this big building in Johannesburg where Kudzi's studio is and the scene in Joburg. To what extent is that space still quite segregated or quite exclusive in some ways? I think in Johannesburg or, man, around the world, really, you have a situation where the white walls, you know, of the gallery still represent the old way. And I think in his own way, Kudzi was trying to engage with that world, but also confront it, not run away. So he is or was with the Goodman Gallery, and he, he figured out a way to live in this loft space where he could work. And at first it was just him alone in this building. And then, you know, group of artists or scenes started to grow around that. And then the area starts to become popular. And, you know, then gentrification, you know, once the area is cool and all of that. So I think South Africa has a, Johannesburg especially, has a strong black-driven alternative culture scene that's going down. And it always manages to, like, stand up for itself and be dynamic and vital. But that's also unique in a way because you don't really see it in the rest of South Africa, I don't think. We do our part, we do we do the best we can in Johannesburg to kind of try to carve out a space for ourselves in various sort of creative industries, you know. Yeah, and it's clearly worked quite well because your your band has toured worldwide as well. So and you're quite the multitasker after premiering your film in London in about a week's time you're going on tour to Italy yeah it's really a strange thing because you know taught myself how to play guitar and even the band the way we started it and the way it happened it wasn't like one of those things where we like oh yeah we're gonna be in a band we're gonna you know we're gonna get chicks you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna be so famous you know it, it's not that vibe at all it was quite an inward experience actually you know like a journey into ourselves somehow whatever voice we were looking for got heard and i think that speaks to like just being true to yourself and the same goes for the process with making this film you know it wasn't i didn't wake up one day going i want to be a director of films and blah 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 and i'm gonna be this and do that it kind of organically happened you know like like a germ you know in that sense i think 
we should have a bit more faith in people, not patronize the masses. You know, we should believe that uh, real recognizes real and truth will always rise to the surface, you know. So do good work and trust. It's a, it's a gift, really. I never take it for granted. So yeah, excited to go back to Italy, play these shows and excited to show the film around going to Munich as well and Glasgow and stuff and uh, forwarding the agenda, <laughs> as it were, you know, hash black agenda. <laughs> yeah, no, having fun. It's cool. And what kind of a reaction did Black President get at the Berlinale when it premiered earlier this year? It was cool. I think we spoke at, uh, we were also at uh, the Horizons Festival in Poland. And uh, we spoke a lot there about like how, in some ways, the the elements of how we made our music as a band and how that was received came into how the film was made and how the film was received. So, for example, in Berlin, it wasn't like a, it's not a standing ovation film, <laughs> but also like with the band, like we'd play shows and sometimes we'd drop the last note and it'd just be silence in the room. And we learned after a couple of years that that didn't always mean a bad thing, you mm -hmm. know. It would be like sometimes people would come off after the show and just be like, you know, what? You know, wow. People used to come with, like, literally, like, with paintings of the band <laughs> backstage. Like, I made a painting of you guys. <laughs> this kind of hit us. And, you know, and it would be like the craziest thing. It's like, because you're worried, like, because you, you finish a show and there's silence and you think, okay, you know, what the hell? But people are processing you know and so berlin was kind of like also this kind of thing like you felt like the film was received with curiosity you know because the film is a curious thing and we are curious people who made a film that was still curious the film doesn't arrive with any answers and like statements where it's like you're gonna clap at the end anyway the whole idea with the film is that when it ends we're sharing with you our confusion and our questions we're not claiming to have the answers not just yet you know so in that sense it's exploratory yeah i think exploratory is a really good word to use because it seems to me like a lot of films made about africa especially by european producers often are exploratory but in the same kind of way as maybe a colonial exploration was exploratory in the sense that it was exploratory exactly or exploring you know mm -hmm. for a particular aim of like moralizing about yeah. something mm -hmm. so i thought it's really interesting that your film didn't didn't answer those questions and this has been your first feature length film yes so what have you learned during that process? Ha! Um, it feels it feels like an like a you're right. It's, it feels like an education. You know, learned is the is the right word. It's roughly a four to five year process to get to this point. You know, so it feels like I've gone to film school. You know, started from the bottom up, and Black President is like the final show it to your peers kind of thing, and to start to show it to your peers to start it at the Berlinale. You know, it's like, okay, well, I guess that's my certificate, you know. And uh, I never thought of myself as a filmmaker before, but now I would be an asshole if I didn't think of myself as a filmmaker now. You can only be modest up to a certain point you know, <laughs> before it becomes like, yeah, <laughs> something else. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I feel, I feel graduated as I did when we first released a Blackjacks album. This was like, okay, no 
no music school or whatever but i guess this means now we're music people (laughs) so now so now we're film people so that's that's what i learned and what about you anna you've obviously worked on a lot of films in the past but was there anything particularly new about black president oh yeah it was by far the most uh, difficult painful fun rewarding it was like a a changing uh, something that changed me and that i needed to change something that formed me into something new something that formed me also into an actual producer and i'm really proud of the way that we worked together because i think it's the way that we work together that produce something important, original, timely, so timely. I mean, seeing this film and, and putting it next to Black Lives Matter and also Fees Must Fall, we, you know, a lot of these events are prefigured actually in the film. And so I think that it, it's, it kind of changes its meaning because of what followed, chronologically followed from it. And I think that speaks to the depth of the work and how important the questions that I first asked myself and then thought perhaps someone else would be interested in asking. And I'm also really, really proud that it's not a European lens on an African story. There was no overnight theft. No one ran, stole something, came home, made a film. This was a set of relationships made new that were equal or that in some ways were led from Africa. I mean, there's this sense that Europe must always lead in some way in its relationship with Africa at every level. And it's that that I really wanted to to not fall into because not just through politically or morally, but because I thought it would make crap work. And I was absolutely right. And if we got the relationships right, perhaps something really great could be made. And I think it was, and there's no greater reward for a producer really. Well, thank you both so much for coming into the studio. Thank you for having us. <laughs> it's yeah, been great. Thank you. Glad you, uh, glad you enjoyed it. See you <laughs> And we're going to play one last track from Black Jacks. Yeah. To say goodbye. Yeah. Something a little celebratory. <laughs> cool.